Dan. It's good to see your face over video. Good to see you. I got a little little thing in the mail. What's in the box? Look there. Oh, you got some messenger. I did. And Are I, you signed up for their subscription service? I am not. But I think that, I, I think just, that's I'm, I've got a I've got a uh, a what what's the word? I'm, I've got a lot of coffee. I've stocked up on coffee. So I'm yeah. good for a little while, but I think that after that I'm going to I'm going to do the messenger subscription. Or there's a subscription service that actually does coffee from a bunch of the local roasters um, on rotation. Is this a gift or is it oh. just you just bought one? No, nope, I got it and I wanted to get, I know, believe it or not, what does that say? D oh, Daniel Lennart. I wanted some good tasting decaf because I'm trying to drink less caffeinated, but I love the taste of coffee. So I you might know, do, I like a good- falls apart, you'll survive and I will have bad headaches, but- <laughs> Okay I like the idea of having a pour over, but then I like stuff on drip throughout the day because I love the taste of coffee. I do, I do both as well. And I'm just like, decaf. I, I can only oh. have my two cups in the morning and then I just switch to water. Good. And then at about 11.30 a.m. I switch to whiskey. So, Oh, well, everyone, uh, we're going to have a different type of episode today. This is more of an intervention. That's right. I need to have a conversation with Mr. Brooks and 11 a.m. whiskeys, which actually sounds <laughs> kind of good. <laughs> um, well, Daniel, we've been talking about a lot of things lately. Mm -hmm. um, before COVID, before the quarantine, we were really focused in on how product teams work collaboratively, how to think about our structures, um, how to think about our, our disciplines that we have to do our work and our postures, our mindsets about how we do that work and lots of other things around teams. I thought today, I thought we'd take, just take it in a slightly different direction. I love it. And, and I, I wanna look outside of Crema, outside of the team mm -hmm. and look at what the world's doing right now. Okay. Um, I, was, I was perusing the old interwebs and I noticed a bunch as of one does as one does when you're at home and you have internet. Um, I was looking through the fact that so many companies obviously that are tragically um, struggling right now, um, hospitality, um, food services, things like that. Mm -hmm. But then you have these, these other companies that are just like it, hockey sticking up mm. um, and really taking off. So I thought we'd take a look at what are some of the what are some of the industries, what are some of the companies, more industries, let's keep it maybe general, that are that this time, this moment is mm -hmm. is gonna be a time that just like pushes them to the next level. Mm -hmm. I um, think one. Yeah, go just jump in. Do, just let's just one. let's pick just one. dive in. Let's just dive. Uh, telehealth. Let's go into telehealth a little bit. Oh yeah. That's so, like a combination of multiple industries, yeah. tele telehealth specifically. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for the last couple of years, we've had conversations with um, some entrepreneurial physicians that are moving towards, what is it? It's not, it wasn't a telehealth model. Basically, oh. it's like an on-demand, you could pay a subscription, called? you could go to their office, like direct primary care. Yeah, yeah, direct EPC primary care. maybe, yep. um, which is a great model. Um, it's, I love that model. We don't have one close right. to it. Yeah, you basically pay a subscription based off the, si uh, the size of your family. 
and you can get everything up to like x-rays and I think even MRIs at discount mm-hmm. prices. Yeah. It's really not until you get to some of the more serious stuff to where you, you know, you go to a hospital or whatnot, right. but you would do that with your primary care physician anyways. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that's been going on for a little bit and a lot of the um, benefits that a lot of them propose or promote is this idea that if you think you're coming down with a, you know, sinus infection or a cold or whatever, you can call and they can diagnose you basically over the phone. Right. And so that's not new. What is new is that every Every doctor is clinic hospital and doctor is now doing it. In fact, um, I do know of a large hospital system in our area that they were working on a telehealth project that kind of just like, well, it's not working on it now. And then when everything just went to like, boom, they got it done. Uh, What did my friend, uh, like six to eight weeks, (laughs) the project that they were just kind of going slowly because other things took priority. And, you know, we're just used to this environment where people go to the, the doctor and I think people will still do that. But I think if, I think this will stay. I think we'll see more subscription models. And I yeah. think we'll see people do kind of what we're doing now. You'll go to your desk and it's like, you'll get on a Zoom call. The doctor will basically ask you the same questions that they mm-hmm. ask you in the office anyway. The only thing I can't figure out is like, if they want to get like a swab of your throat yeah. or something like that, like, will maybe they'll come out with some new, like do it yourself at home. Mm-hmm. Like swab well, it's kind of like and the, then, the 23 and me where you can swab to get yeah. your DNA test. I wonder if they'll do things like that, but I guess it's fine if you're, it's not, it's not, it's not very fast. It's not fast unless, you know, you can get your swab done, get it in. Like maybe they pay for, you know, FedEx overnight or whatever that gets it to the lab. Right. You know, the next morning and they do the test. So there's a, there is a delay. It's I think right. we'll have to figure out the balance of this, but I, I completely agree. Telehealth is going to be huge for, because it p- pulls in a communications piece, which we're going to, mm-hmm. we can talk about uh, health tech, um, mm-hmm. which is huge right now, obviously for mm-hmm. a, a very, a very specific, obvious reason of trying to figure out how to innovate faster than the speed of light to, to find a, um, right. a way to deal with this COVID situation. And but, that might, uh, it might also open up opportunities for medical device companies too, to where maybe the doctor, if you sign up with a doctor, they send you now like a, almost like a box, like a, a package in the mail hmm, that yeah. maybe contains like a pre-approved, you know, internet of things. So Wi-Fi connected heart rate monitor maybe. Yeah. And like yeah. a temperature, like a thermometer Yep, that then they can get real time access to you that. So a lot of those things they can just assess right there. I think we'll see it. So health tech in general. So, so I think the telehealth, anything that we can do remote, um, d- doing over, over the air kind of things. Um, uh, I think it's going to be huge. I mean, it's not going to go away. Like you said, I think no. that's going to stick around for a long time. What else in health tech? I think we are obviously seeing some hardware innovations because people are trying to figure out uh, ventilator systems, although mm-hmm. there's a now whole debate whether or not we're going to just have this massive surplus of ventilators. Um, 3d printing health, mm-hmm. um, health technology. Um, I think you're going to see 3D printing in general. People are going to go to saying instead of having something manufactured where there is, there's issues of having everybody in the same uh, yeah. facility and then, of course, having things shipped, which now has risk of um, you know, contamination because of delivery, uh, why not print it at home? You I'll know? just make my own. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have not gotten into 3D printing at all. I've never done it. Um, but we've got lots of friends that have, um, have used 3D printed products. But um, I think that's... I think it will become more mainstream um, 
and less difficult to do. So people will just be able to know how to plug in their filament, be able to, to just push print and it'll be out of the box. Um, and, I, and they're not like cost prohibitive anymore. Like, no, no, no. Okay. Amazon one, four and a half stars, 240 bucks. Yeah. 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 It's approachable. It's getting to the point of like, Oh, I could, it's like a video game console or a 3d yeah. printed thing. Yep. Um, there is a bit of a learning cur- curve. So just trying to figure out how to get to that. For sure. Yeah. Um, the actual designing of it. Right. It's probably right. the but, most difficult. After that, the printer takes care of itself. But a lot of that comes pre-designed. You would just mm. download a, a three. Oh yeah. You know, you'd like, download the model. Like CAD or. Yeah. 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 Um, th- I think that's what we'll see is, is hopefully people making more accessible marketplaces for things that anyone, you know, like our kids could, could print something. Mm-hmm. Um, so um yeah yeah let's keep moving because i know we have a, a number of things to get through here and and um there's so much we can unpack on each of these uh communications in general i mm-hmm. mean that's we're doing a, it right now zoom yeah, it's an obvious one um not that that wasn't that was already coming but i think again because of this time this mm-hmm. is kind of my point a lot of this was already happening like you said they were already working on that telehealth product mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this moment just went oh Priorities just shifted. We're going to like pour gasoline on this. Yep. Um, and I think online communications just went through that. Like oh, yeah. we have to now be able to communicate one-to-one or one-to-many anywhere in the world immediately. Yep. Absolutely. And, and it's no longer for early adopters. Like I had a call with my extended family on Sunday night. Cousins yep. I haven't talked to in a while. They're all on Zoom using it. And I thought to myself, I wonder, when did they find out about Zoom? Like we've been using it for a while. I, know. Um, I think it was the last episode that I was like, it's mine. You can't have yeah. it. <laughs> like, yeah. When did you get on all of this technology? Right, and right, so right. it's thrust uh, startups, but also really just companies that were humming along anyways. Yeah. It's like the market just like said, cleared the way, gave a path like, here you go. Yeah. Like this here is the go. biggest opportunity for you ever to present your your technology to the well world. and with that comes a lot of challenges um, oh so yeah the second industry that i think we're going to see just explode and honestly there's a lot of it in kansas city is cybersecurity mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of everyone moving to completely 100 percent digital work 100 percent digital work oh yeah um, <clears throat> now we're we're going to see an issue of the stupid people in the world are going to take advantage of others yep. um, that's humanity shining through even with stuff that should make us better Right. Um, They're already doing it. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's already been headlines on different products just because of, you know, people getting hacked. Yeah. 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 Um, And so companies are just going to have to dial into that at a greater scale, at a greater velocity. Mm -hmm. Um, And then cybersecurity firms are just going to make bank doing it to support it. I think new tech is going to come out. Um, Mm -hmm. When we were working with some of our cybersecurity clients, um, really impressed with some of the things that companies like... um, Oh, I'm drawing a blank. I don't remember who it was now. I'm trying, I'll, I'll th- I know it'll pop up in my head later. Um, but cybersecurity in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think, I think we're going to see that industry continue to, to flourish just because mm-hmm. it has to. It has to. Right. Though I still think there'll be some emotional decisions as we see enterprises suffer uh, because of the economy. That's going to affect the amount of budget they can spend on security. Oh yeah. So, yeah. There's a still a trickle effect. It's a trend. Yeah. There's, that, I, that's, is, that, that is going to be, you real. know, we may not, yeah, we may not even feel it for 12 to 18 months to be quite honest. Yeah. I and, mean, the stock market will rebound. 
quickly, but then right. there's usually a 12 to 18 month delay of like every other aspect of the comp- of, of the economy. Yep. So if the, if the stock market does this, Hey, everyone, the economy is trailing, you know, everyone's day to day main street's going to trail. Yeah. And that's, I try not to get too concerned thinking about that. Yeah. But uh, hopefully if a lot of these new companies that are popping up can then provide new opportunities, new jobs for those yeah. that lost jobs to company that businesses that won't be able to bounce back. So, I mean, if, the silver lining is that the type of industries that we're talking about now, communication, health tech, um, cybersecurity, if they present new opportunities, hopefully those individuals that lost their job can move to new companies, new types of industries. So that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, on, with, go online ahead. gaming, online gaming, esports. I mean, you got, it's you got going a, crazy. You got, you got tween boys, right? Yeah, but they're and they're playing a game though that it's been played for you know the last two years. I mean, think of all the games that are going to come out and you know tournaments. Um, you know they may pump up the promotion of esports with schools being out. So that was know, what I was thinking. More teams. Will you see? Um, do you think you'll see what was a traditional sports market? People that just liked watching competition. Mm. move to watching esports. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I would be interesting to look at the stats. I'm not, I don't pay atten- as close attention to that. Um, but will esports have a, a surge long-term because of, you know, um, they're just, it's focused right now. It's the only sport that can be played right now. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think you'll see people, you know, log on to a, a software as a service that is a platform that is specific to to where you can see one team of faces in oh, well, that's a, in a UI. That yeah, another one, and then yeah, and then yeah, you watch so the game. Twitch has millions yeah. and millions and millions of users, and it, people are making a ton. Of, like, yeah, sixteen-year-old boys are making a ton of money on that platform, right. and and the teams that play are. I will say to watch the strategy they have is is super nerdy fun um, yeah. to, to see how good they are at those games. Um, <clears throat> but new, I think this will present new competitors too. Yeah. I coming think out like, how can we do this better? Yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be a, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, you'll see new platforms, but I think what you're going to see is um, like management companies that start to get formed. So people that are managing the players. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there'll be a whole sub sub sector of that industry that just, and it's, it's the fastest growing sports industry already. Mm-hmm. Again, this is just f- throwing fuel on the fire. What was that? Are you watching? Are you watching people game now? <laughs> you did. You just went to Twitch, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, my kids watch this all the time for Minecraft. Oh yeah, they watch this. The same guy. Same. I don't know. He's probably fourteen. What's sad is, I mean, like guys like Ninja or you know some of the really famous mm-hmm. ones. They they not sad. It's not sad. I don't, that's not what I meant. Um, like it's interesting to see how much. I mean, these guys are millionaire, multimillionaires um, because of it. I think um, you'll see. I think you'll see people though longing and craving for because of just interaction in relationship. I think the craving of getting back to playing sports with people is going to be felt. It's felt now just because all oh, yeah. not, stuff. I don't, I, I wouldn't take that away, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I don't think, yeah. I don't think it okay, will be. Here's taken my away. question though. How long will we need, how long of quarantine or, or a new way of living 
will exist. What am I trying to say? At what point will people forget that they long for that? Does that make, does that make sense? You, you remember it because you've played sports since you were four or three. Mm -hmm. And so like it is in your blood to play sports, but for kids growing up that are already been spending more time on computers anyways, not playing as many sports. Now we're being forced to not play sports. At what point does it actually start to just kind of fall out of, um, of interest? I don't know. I don't I'm, know because sports start so young. Like know, kids are in multiple doesn't? activities down like all the way to age five. I know, but what if it doesn't? I'm saying, imagine a world where we're stuck in quarantine for longer. I, I, you know, you know, I do go down. Well, I mean, if there's like, yeah, I mean, if there's a vaccine within, you know, by the fall, I mean, you would have to be in a in a quarantine for a long time for people to forget sporting events. I mean, there's some of the gatherings in the world, like World Cup. It's the I think it's the largest gathering. How how long will that take? How long would it take of like us? Seventy-two years. Wow, you just picked a number. So I hope we're not in quarantine for 72 years. <laughs> Anyways, okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, so online gaming is huge. Online entertainment, no question. Um, mm. We're all watching more um, shows, more. I, you know, here's the question though. I think the biggest challenge won't, uh, is going to be how do you create new content? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're fine because we have a backlog of content that's been created over the last year mm-hmm. or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can't get together on set to shoot that has mm-hmm. all the industries that are, that are supporting the creation of new content, mm-hmm. um, uh, you then you now have a, a, a backlog of old content. So people start mm-hmm. watching reruns, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but creating new content is a challenge. But we are seeing people consuming more media. But even like mm-hmm. my YouTube, I'm, I'm a, I watch more YouTube than anything. And I've noticed a huge slowdown in just content being created. Oh yeah. Um, because it can't be, yeah, you're, you're not, you don't have the travel vloggers that are going out and, you know, flying all over the world all the time. You don't have the person doing some crazy thing out in a social experiment in the middle of a college campus because campuses are closed. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, um, it's drastically changed. Yeah. And I think that that is a indicator. Well, that, and you know, whether it's athletics or just content is just a leading indicator of the fact that, we, the best things are done in community. And I think people yeah. are going to be longing to get back to that. And so I think, I think all of this already are. Oh yeah. It's like, when can I actually be around people again that yeah. I really enjoy? Yeah. Without a, without a face mask. Without, yeah. Without a face mask. So, you know, again, a lot of this hinges on one, how quickly a vaccine can be created, mm-hmm. but then, uh, then distributed to the world. The entire world. Yeah. Yes. Just, just that thing. It should be done in a day. <laughs> Rome. Rome was built in a day, right? Um, yeah. Okay. So some, some kind of more interesting ones uh, that I came across, um, especially in uh, Japan, um, parts of China, is the rise of robots. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to keep people distanced, they mm-hmm. are using robots as a means to, to deliver to the doors. Um, so like if you live in a high rise, it's like, don't leave your apartment. So people literally are not leaving their apartments. I live in the mm-hmm. suburbs. I go for walks. I can get out. I have a yard. I can get fresh air. And these people are not leaving their apartments for mm-hmm. months. And they're having things delivered to them. All their food comes in through a robot. Uh, all of their you know, stuff comes in through a robot. So there's literally no human interaction. 
That's mm-hmm. scary. The whole mm-hmm. mental health market, that's another space that's going to, I think we're going to see explode. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but robots is a big piece because now we'll want to use technology to, to move things so that we're reducing contact. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So robots, um, this is the, this is their opportunity. You know, they wanted to take over. They're going to take over. Maybe uh, they, maybe they created COVID, the robots. Too soon. It's scary. I don't want to think about it. Maybe the, a future robot came back. Isn't that All right. Now we're getting into sci-fi. T- Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, e-learning. So you've got kiddos. I've got kiddos. Mm-hmm. Um, we're attempting to educate them while at home. Not doing so great. I'll be honest on my end, but it's, it's happening. We're trying. They're using Google a lot. They're learn. They're mostly learning through Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and through YouTube, um, right. which is how I learn now too. So, right. um, but I think e-learning platforms, Khan Academy, um, mm-hmm. um, things like that. I think we're yep. going to just see people, teachers moving to saying, well, cause there's word that, I mean, there's a lot of states are saying plan for e-learning in the fall that we're not mm-hmm. going to be going back to school, um, in August, September timeframe. Right. Um, so you're going to have to figure out how to teach your kids through zoom or yeah. through, um, online curriculum. Yep. I do wonder if depending on how quickly they can roll out that certain amounts of people in, uh, from as far as a density can be in a building, if, cause a lot of kids don't have internet at home. I know. And so for those, they might require, who knows, uh, this is just a, a conjecture. They might require individual families that do have internet. If you do have internet, you're going to be e-learning. Mm-hmm. And those individuals that don't have it, if you can reduce, maybe cut the numbers in, in a school in half or even like 30%, uh, cut them in by 60%, depending on how, who has internet, is those that don't have internet are, can still go and they're just going to have to drastically change mm-hmm. how desks are situated. Maybe even like, you know, as big as some of the gym gymnasiums are in right. the high schools and middle schools, even the elementary school, s- completely spread out all those desks and allow those that need that attention because they just can't get access to it. That's interesting. Um, my hope is that they're able to do something like that because I don't, because if, if it's all e-learning, there's going to be a lot of families that are going to be struggling. So I do know some communities are repurposing them. Have you seen this? They're repurposing buses to have mm-hmm. Wi-Fi hotspots that go into neighborhoods that don't have, um, oh, that's cool. statistically have less, um, um, internet access. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is, is basically creating mobile hotspots mm-hmm. where kids can come out, be close to it, or they can actually, um, you know, broadcast broad with a lot larger broadband, um, to the neighborhood. Right. Um, so I think you'll either, you'll either have to do something like what you described, or mm-hmm. if we're still being forced to stay away from each other, you'll have to find a solution to get more access to more people being on the internet and resourcing with like hardware you know, making sure each family has a computer or an iPad. Um, I know that they supply a lot of the middle school and high school, but they don't necessarily, they don't do that for elementary school. So I think it's more for the elementary is making sure that everyone, if they do that, that at least one, you know, one laptop per family. Yep. Yep. Um, And there's been a lot of initiatives that a lot of the big tech companies have tried to do things like that. Mm -hmm. But I think, again, this is a time where that will get fuel thrown on it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, obvious ones. We already talked about remote work. That's just, What's that? kind of, I don't know. Never heard of it. Um, 
I, I mean, think there's this, not ever, there's not like 17 articles every 10 minutes about remote work. <laughs> I know we're we're definitely contributing it to it, but um, yeah, and it's good it's just, though. It's good. it's good. I think I just want to talk about something else. <laughs> there's a goodness to the overload because you want to keep pushing it, and you can still learn about it. But at yeah. the, you just have to. I think it, that's where it takes your own willpower to just say, okay, I'm not going to read anything more about that this uh-huh. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just or, too much. It's just too, too much. much. Yeah. Um, I think you put it this one in here or you mentioned it, um, contactless payment. Mm, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm ready for this. I think this is like, why, why am I still swiping a credit card? Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, you can tap, you can do tap with your phone. I think that's just going to become the normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I still, mm, I still want a future where all I have is a phone. I don't want a wallet anymore. I don't want mm-hmm. to carry my license around. I don't want to carry multiple cards around. I just want to have my phone. One thing, I, side note, quarantine, I have had no reason to put a wallet in my back pocket because I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like my posture is better. <laughs> That's not true. My posture is still pretty good. You, you could just put it in your front pocket. I, I mean, know, let's just be honest. But, but it's, it is weird for me to not be, because like I, w- I would always kind of tap my wallet just to make sure I remembered it when I was mm-hmm. going to go someplace and then realizing yep. I haven't had my wallet for a while. And I'm like, this is great. Mm-hmm. This is what I always wanted is to not have to carry around a wallet. I think not. And yeah, tap is great, but even like even taking uh, platforms like Venmo and, and cash app to the next level. What do you think that next level looks like? Integration with like QuickBooks and stuff like that. And maybe they do now. I, I'm not for sure. They I do. don't use Venmo. Square does. Yeah. But I like Venmo. I don't know. I don't use Venmo. We don't use Venmo as a business. Um, I, I use it all the time personally. Um, for, you know, neighbors or kids, uh, sporting, you know, coach like, Hey, just Venmo me the registration fee, that sort of thing. It so, exists. Just so you yeah. know. Perfect. Um, it'd be great if, you know, restaurants had an easy way or, you know, grocery stores or whatever to where, um, if you're walking up, like, especially, I think a lot more people are going to do carry out. And so if uh-huh. you're able to yeah. pay, obviously you can pay on your phone or not, you just, you know, you order and then you go there and if, whether it's a geofence or whatnot that, and you use Venmo, it can automatically give you a notification. Like, do you want to pay? Yes. And then the business can receive it. Have you been doing carry out? Have you been guys eating out? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of the restaurants that we've been going to, like we've already paid online. So Mm -hmm. we pull up, we, they just, they're looking for our car and they bring it out to us. Right. But even when you go back into eating at a restaurant, you know, it'd be great if like no one even has to touch oh, yeah. my car. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't even want to touch my wallet necessarily maybe to the device. It's I agree. It's all just done by I'm sitting there. So Square used to have, and I don't, I assume they got rid they of did. it. They did, yeah. Remember that, that where mm-hmm. you could walk into a coffee shop as long as you had the app on your, your person, mm-hmm. then all you, you could, you could order. And they, if they had the Square, if the, if the shop had the Square app running the shop, it would just be like, Hey, I've got, um, just put it on, basically put it on my tab. And as you walk away, you get billed through the square app that was in your pocket. They know right. you're there because of proximity mm-hmm. and it kind of went away. And I, I remember thinking this is the future. I didn't touch anything. I was just in the space. They knew I was there. I think there are some risks there. So some security risks that like people might've been getting charged that weren't, um, or maybe the wrong person was getting charged or something. like Right. That. Um, so maybe, maybe there's some issues there, but if you can fix that, it's like the Amazon, um, 
retail experience uh, or Amazon grocery store experience, mm-hmm. um, which we did when we were in Seattle. Right. Amazing. A little annoying to get in because you have to have the app and it has mm-hmm. to like let you in. But then once you're in there, you just grab some stuff and you walk out and it charges you for whatever you had in your basket. Right. When did Square rebrand it to Cash App? Or uh, Cash too- App is a different thing. Cash App is, is, just, is it two separate companies? No, no, no. It's it's Cash App is just one of the products. So Cash App is just how gotcha. you send money person to person. It's not their business app. Um, gotcha. Square Square. Uh, what's it called? It used to be to where it was all Square Cash. Because I'm just reading an old article. Actually, yeah. no. It's April April 13, twenty twenty. It says create an email to whoever you want to pay. Yeah, that's P two P. That's that's yeah. Square Cash. But we're talking about paying a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, this, that's just having the Square app. I think it, Square Cash was the new version of the, the personal Square app. Gotcha. There's somebody here in Kansas yeah. City, I think, that works for Square. Um, anyways, contact, sure. contactless payments. I think um, anything we can do to reduce, you know, it's, you know, I have to admit, though, this whole, uh, this whole, like, never being able to touch people again. I mean, once we get the vaccine, I'm a toucher. I, I'm one of those people that like pats you on the back or gives you a hug or shakes your mm-hmm. hand. Um, I used to say that one of my ways that I got to know people better was that I would, I would like, I would grab, touch your arm, like just as a, as a kind of like, Hey, I hear you. I see you. I know, you know that I'm here. And now just the social norm of that will be really awkward for a long time. It was always awkward. People just embraced you. <laughs> I was just so likable. They let me do it. Right. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's, that's probably true. What other industries can you think of? That's what I had on my list. I bet there's more. I think we covered it all. At least the ones that I have been. I mean, I think a lot of companies will need to change the way that they do certain things because of this. So I think insurance in general will need to mm-hmm. basically move into or the 21st any, century. Any um, uh, professional services. Yeah. I mean, anything that requires, FinTech. yeah, whether it's, you know, online reviews of proposals, anything that you, any, any transaction that requires a lot of paperwork, any, uh, I mean, think how overwhelmed the insurance companies were probably getting as this was happening of like, is my, so people that were, uh, had, uh, that have Airbnbs, you know, like there's, they're taking on substantial losses. So they're going to probably reach out to their insurance company. Businesses all over reaching out to their insurance company. That's not an easy thing to do. I mean, mm-hmm. you get put into a call center and then who knows how long you're going to be there. Manage, so I think, anything that manages cases. Yeah. Anything that manages cases, mm-hmm. I think just overall um, operations behind the scenes at companies like that. And it's not just behind the scenes. I think anything that's consumer facing needs to to move into where it's um, it's a better customer experience and you, you can get what you need faster. Um premium payment processing and just the financing behind that. I just think that there's going to be a lot that the insurance company is going to be like, okay, this has shown us where we are behind the times, mm-hmm. shown us where we're slow. And I think a lot more in insurance tech is huge. I mean, it really is. I just think they're slow to adopt. 
I think there's a well, lot of startups. And, and look, look at the banks. I mean, look how many, look how many loans just got fulfilled mm-hmm. completely without having to go in and sign. Well, mm-hmm. we did sign a lot of things, but how, without having to go in and sign um, at a physical uh, bank office or bank mm-hmm. branch. Yeah. That just yeah, become absolutely. normal. Why so I, I, I just think there's big businesses that, are, that aren't going anywhere just because of the, the industry they're in. I mean, they're essential. It doesn't really matter what happens. They're not really going to go anywhere in this, unless they mismanage themselves financially, which happened in 0809 to a lot of insurance companies and financial institutions. But I think that they're going to realize that they need to rethink their, not supply chain, but just the chain from initial contact and of the of the user to final completion whether it's shortening the time and think how many times and think how many um pathways insurance companies have i mean mm-hmm. all the different ways that someone might con- contact um you know etna or allstate or whatever i mean there's pr- so many different reasons they might contact them we i think they need to figure out a way that online i can do that all by sitting here i shouldn't need to have to really talk to anyone on the phone. I should be able to just sit here, a good experience. I should be able to sign right here rather than have to print off a bunch of stuff, sign in blue ink to prove that it was me. Why do we sign things? I know. Everything should be on a form. I shouldn't have to fill out a PDF. Everything should be on a form. It should be submitted and there should be, it should just be a lot easier. So, so you're talking, that takes it to conversation a slight, maybe that's one of, one of our next conversations. Cause those are more, what are the, what are the industries that needs to either step up or will be replaced by something else? Yeah. I, th- I, I would only think of, and, and maybe I don't, we don't have the time to go there today, but in our, one of our, our future episodes, let's talk about that because I think we're going to see the companies that right now they're, they're flourishing because uh, people being at home, um, out of necessity, we need to have access to some of these things, learning, um, mm. um, you know, communications, et cetera. Um, these are companies that are, are by nature of the current environment flourishing. Mm-hmm. Albeit it probably sucks to be in those companies right now. It's probably really hard to work there and to do the mm. work they're doing. Um, I think that there's another conversation around what are the, what are the companies that have to need to change um, in order to survive, um, or to do, to do better work. So I, I'm right there with you with insurance and, and banking and, and, and a few others, but, uh, that would be an interesting thing to kind of, to dive into. Cause you say they're not going to go away, but we've seen industries go away that we thought were never going to go away mm-hmm. because they had, they were replaced by something that just fixed the problem better. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. innovation. If these companies yeah. can't keep up. They will be replaced by something. Yeah. And it's somebody that provides the exact same product, but in a completely different and much better way. They are, they address the need in a, yeah. in so much, whether it's faster or yeah. I mean, we've worked with the clients before where our sole purpose was to reduce the time it took for mm-hmm. applying for something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've done that uh, several times. Multiple times. Yeah. And, you know, we're told that the average link between this and this is, you know, say five days and their goal is to, we want to do it within 12 hours. I mean, that is innovation. They're providing the exact same end product. The same person walks away with the exact same thing, but they got it faster and it's higher quality. And I think that's what this experience is showing those types of companies is there are a lot of gaps we can fulfill. fill. 
And I think the, the question is, is, will you see companies, will you see startups during this time go, oh, hey, big insurance company that can't move, that can't mm-hmm. change fast enough to adapt? Mm-hmm. Going back to our, our, our core conversation about adaptive teams, you can't change fast enough to adapt. So I'm just going to create a new, a new t- a type of insurance company that can solve the same problem with a better, mm-hmm. faster, more, more human-based solution. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you're, you no longer need to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see big, big billion dollar companies being put out of business because they did not change fast enough. Mm-hmm. Or build build a system that all the big insurance company insurance companies use your software. Right. Right. Okay. More on that. We'll talk about that next time. I'm looking forward to that. I think it'll be great. It will be wonderful, and I will show up. Um, I didn't get a chance to ask you last time, but um, how's uh how's the house? You guys good? You everything? Yeah, we're doing the this week. Let's see, we're Tuesday. Yeah, the last couple of weeks have been really good. The kids are doing really good with their schedules. Um, Man, you guys are better parents than we are. That's not true. That's not true. Wait, can you hear my? Can you hear my dog? <laughs> I can't. So, anyone that's listening, yeah, we uh, my office slash the playroom for my youngest is in the basement, which is also by our big couch and our big TV and the Xbox. So. <laughs> From one thirty, I've heard to, some pretty epic uh, yeah. Fortnite games. Yeah, from one thirty to four thirty, I tell you what, the three oldest they get an hour each, and they're online playing. So that awesome. afternoon is the best time for them. But I've really loved the just like I have so much time to just walk around, like whether it's outside and like, oh, there's a I I could fix that. I'm not doing anything. I've got nowhere to go. That's true. So I'm just gonna do some projects. So it's been kind of fun just to do some some fix up. Why do I not feel like I have that time? What am I doing? (laughs) You keep saying that. You're like, I feel like I just have time to work on stuff. I'm like, I don't feel like I have more time. I feel like maybe I'm just not prioritizing things really well. I feel like I'm working more Mm -hmm. transparently just because I can, because it's accessible. It's right here. Mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like, you know, what I probably end up doing is I don't, don't do projects. Like I just, we go play. I mean, we, we, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you go for walks or a bike ride or something. And that just, for me, it's just about getting away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I, there's the whole backside of my house. I'm, we have, we live in a, in a suburban neighborhood that has an HOA that I know we're going to get sighted on soon mm-hmm. because we re, we flipped our kitchen and um, replaced a bunch of paneling on the back of the house mm-hmm. and it hasn't been painted. It's just like raw. I mean, it's like it's primed primer paint, but we look like that. Uh, people walk down the path and they, you can tell they look at our house. Like they just point up at there. Yeah. Like, when oh, are they ever going to look at that house? It's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> So we're those people right now. So I should probably go paint. Why don't I go to that and we'll wrap up here. You're going to go paint? I probably won't. But, no, you know, I mean, let's, it's just a, I, I don't a feel like way to, to wrap up the conversation. <laughs> so right, George is going to go paint. Um, and you're going to subscribe. Thank you guys um, um, always for listening to our episodes. I know we're um, exploring a couple different topics right now. Um, we're just trying to pay attention. Uh, part of our... Part of our framework, part of our conversation is pay attention to what you're paying attention to. And I think that we're trying to see, um, you know, last time I was talking about tools. What tools are we using? How we can pay attention to, to what's helping us to do our best work. This time we're talking about the industries or the markets or the, um, the companies that are flourishing in this time. Okay, interesting. 
that's tied to the work that we do. Let's pay attention to that. Um, so we're just trying to really um, maybe not get distracted by the doom and the gloom of COVID mm. in general or the fear of it and instead lean into pay attention to the opportunity that's being created in it. So uh, that was kind of our purpose today. So more to come on that. And um, like I said, thank you for subscribing. Make sure that you uh, share this with your, your coworkers, with your bosses, with your friends. And if you can, give us a little five-star review. It goes a long way. I really appreciate mm. that. Uh, Dan, always good to see your beautiful face. Mm, and, likewise, uh, your you know, voice, sultry. Nice to be here. I do, I do miss, miss our hugs, but we'll get, we'll get there one day. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Hi, my name is Gabby Caton, and I'm the marketing specialist at Crema. I help manage our paid ad campaigns, formulate our content strategy, work on collaborative partnerships with our companies, and ensure Crema has a positive online presence. I mostly work with the growth team and the Vera team. I enjoy working at Crema because I have some of the best coworkers in the world. They're always eager to help and have great attitudes. Option 5 is a podcast by Crema, a digital product agency that creates web and mobile apps for disruptive companies and industry leaders. We believe that design, technology, and culture can help create a world where individuals and companies thrive. Learn more at crema.us. Thank you.